today on this episode of the People You Should Know podcast. And a gentleman at the time who used to be involved in that project, agreements and falling out, but at the, but it doesn't detract from the fact that he's a genius in, in his field. And so my genius of of helping you unplug wires, getting you unstuck and moving in a direction was not his. And, and he said, hey, we're going to do cryptocurrency. This is like 2015. I don't know what cryptocurrency is. He's like, we're going to wrap in the copper mine. I'm like, I have no idea what he's talking about. I'm just, I'm just trusting him. He's like, and he's talking about Bitcoin. He's talking, you know, he's talking other stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what it is, but if that's the direction we're going, I, I'm willing to learn. And so we, we start out that direction with like, how does that, you know, is there a way to take a physical asset and turn it into something? And, and that starts us on a journey that for me abruptly ends because him and I part ways. And now mm -hmm. I have this taste of what he's talking about and no idea what to do with it now. Welcome to the People You Should Know podcast. Telling the stories of people you should know and allowing their greatness to inspire everyday people. And now, here are your weekly hosts, Danny Ferry and David Farwell. Sammy and Gary, welcome to the show. Thanks for being on, guys. Thanks so much for having us. Glad to be here. Yeah, we want to start out and have both of you tell a little bit about yourselves, just so the audience can hear a little bit about your experience. So, Gary, why don't we start with you? Why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself? I am a father, husband, grandfather now. I got I got a brand new baby, little, little grandbaby girl. I, I'm turning 51 here in a matter of days. And so I got, I got a 25-year-old son, a 29-year-old daughter. And I've been doing serial entrepreneur is not the right word because I was, an, <laughs> I, I was an entrepreneur. I tell people in the late 1900s because I graduated high school in 1989. So in the late 1900s, I was an entrepreneur <laughs> when awesome. it was frowned upon, looked down upon. And, and in my time frame, it was like, you were either an entre if you were not making it, they were calling you an entrepreneur or you're joining the stoner group. If we want, if oh. we want to date me. Everyone else was going to college and doing their thing, but I just always, you know, I was the guy who would work 80 hours for myself for less pay to avoid, avoid 40 hours working for somebody else. <laughs> if we got, if we got any entrepreneurs out there, you, you'll, you'll get what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, my, my wife, my wife often says to me that I quit working and like, and like, you know, the world kind of, and started my own business so that I could work instead of working the nine to five, I just work like 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., seven days a week. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we could do what we want. I, Absolutely. I mean, back, back in the 90s, I was in the car business. I was a finance guy, and it's kind of where I got my skill set for sales. But while I was in the car business, launched a tax business, started doing real estate, took that all the way to where I went to somebody else's seminar, and they liked me. And they had me out on the road training for them. And the next thing you know, I'm teaching seminars for those guys like Robert Kiyosaki and and Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, a bunch of the HGD TV shows like Flip or Flop, a few oh, of the nice. sharks like Damon John and, and Rob Hershevac. And, and so so that's been my journey up until a couple of years ago when when I think my entrepreneurial ADD kicked in. And I was like, I think it's time <laughs> that we could offer better services at a better value if we just brought it all in-house and did it ourselves. Oh, perfect. Sammy, tell me a little bit about yourself, man. How'd you get started and uh, what's your journey been like? Yeah, so I grew up in the South Jersey, Philadelphia area. 
and married with three kids. Yeah, after like about 99, I started working for myself. I initially started off in, in the family business in Philadelphia. And then I started moving. We, me and my wife, we ended up, up opening a Korean barbecue restaurant and just learning a lot about marketing, a lot about customer service, about hospitality and things like that. And coming to a place where a really good understanding of like what we wanted to do and what I wanted to do as an entrepreneur and anybody who's run the restaurant business knows like nobody says I want to work 80 hours a week and like nearly kill myself. Right. I love, you know, I still love food. Anybody who follows me on Facebook, you'll see me, you know, posting photos of either I'm in a different city eating some really, you know, high quality fare or I'm cooking or smoking or searing or, you know, sous vide or whatever that is. So I genuinely enjoy that. And what I really understood about myself as a business person I, is that marketing and sales was so important and understanding how they, the potential customer or the pot potential client that your proposed plan of action would be beneficial for them. And when they agree to that, then the financial compensation would come with that. So, you know, as the evolution and progression of what I was doing, that, that's really, you know, continuously with iterative improvements along the way, improving my business and coming up with things like, I never want to do that again, or I never want to, you know, you know, do that type of business again. And that's really how we came to this place. And you know, getting to know Gary over the past three years or so. So, so yeah, you know, I love business. I love sales, you know, but primarily I love being, seeing my clients or the people that I'm working with leveling up and growing and unlocking like new levels of, you know, just financial growth, new levels of personal growth for themselves. So that was one of the first yeah. questions that I wanted to ask you two. Do you guys remember the first time that you met and kind of what that, what that was like and, if you guys can remember, I'll start with Gary, like what you thought about Sammy the first time you met him and how that whole interaction went. Yeah, we were involved in another group and he was quite active in the group. And I, I got some advice a while back that that in my early years said be rich and not famous. And so <laughs> that has stuck with me on like, I'll be behind the scenes. I don't want to be first on camera. I understand I traveled better part, you know, more than a decade training on stage, but so we're in a group and I see Sammy active in it all the time. And I'm used to being active on stage. And at that time I'm doing boots on the ground training for some of those guys. And that's like 30 hours a week I'm on stage training. And so I had no need to go live in that group and, and talk, but, I, but I, you know, so it's that weird thing of social media. You see somebody, you're probably even before I ever talked to Sammy, I'm starting to think he's my friend. I don't even know that I've had a conversation <laughs> with him. It's just Gary, what I'm... what group was this that you were in? Was it like a Facebook community group that you were in? Yeah, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it was Kingdom Entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, and so and so I'm 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 watching him in there, and then I think somewhere in there I probably just like commented on one of his things or, or something, and we started chatting, and then they had a live event, and and we got together and met each other for the first time. And I think that was 2018. No. No. Is that right, Sammy? Sammy what, about, what about you? How, how do you recall first time meeting Gary? Well, I guess one of like the our real interaction or pointed conversation was me telling him that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. <laughs> right? Oh, that, and, yeah, that is, that is, yes. Because Gary was essentially throwing it out into the group. Hey, I'm looking to get certified by this other famous person to add their badging to my website for legitimacy, do you think it's a good idea? 
and well, and a lot of and it was to move away move away from the people I was with. So I was like, is this a good pivot point? And everybody right. online right. gave the fake, yay, that's what you should do. Uh, and Sammy DM yeah. me. And 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 I didn't I didn't want to post in the comments and like rain on everybody's parade. So right. I just sent him. Yes, I wish a, you a, I wish you would have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I sent him a DM. And in a sense, essentially, you know, forthright honesty, you know, they're willing to talk to one another as, uh, you know, brothers to be like, hey, I know your feelings and won't be hurt, but that was dumb. Like, you know, things like that. Right. And, and I think it was, you know, we joke around about it after the after the three years, but I can say that it then I didn't ever need to be fake with Gary. You know, like, oh, I'm going to be this guy until I move into his inner circle, and then I'm going to be this guy. You know, I, I, you know, my father-in-law was a funeral director, and, you know, he would always send out these emails. And one day he sent out an email. He said, national, you know, funeral director statistics say that if it's a sunny day, even everybody, your family members invite to your, your burial service, only like 60% of the people show up, no matter how much they like you. But if there's a forecast for rain, only like 10% of the people show up. Moral of the story, stop living your life for the 90% of the folks who will never come to your burial if it's a rainy day. Right? Yeah. And, and I thought about that, and I'm like, you know, why am I spending so much trying, time trying to please people or get the approval of people that really have no bearing on whether, you know, on my identity or on my success? And when I was able to unlock past that, I also was not very good at just going with the flow. If it was like, wait, wait a second, you know, I know everybody else wants to just hop on the bus and go down the cliff. I need to right. kind of like, you know, point out that this is a bad idea, right? And, and, and it's not easy to take that position in a group, but it's important. You know, I'm not the naysayer. I'm not chicken little, but I have to tell you that I think it's important that people, you know, you know, be, be as honest as possible because, you, you know, I've regretted not saying or doing the right thing and literally years or two later, reaping all the consequences individually and in a community of what that looks like. And I just made a commitment, like, I don't ever want to be that person. I don't want to live in that regret. So, so yeah, does that sound me and Gary met? Like, Hey, if you have a friend that tells you that's a dumb idea and it's the truth and it prevents you mm -hmm. from wasting money or doing stupid things, that's somebody that can be in the foxhole with you for a long time. So, man, that is that is great advice. There, there are you're you're exactly right. There are so few people who are willing to kind of put themselves out there and say something negative because of mm -hmm. you know whatever the response might be. A lot of times. They're, you know, they're afraid of either hurting your feelings or, you know, making you feel bad about it. But sometimes you need to hear the truth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and the thing with that, Sammy didn't know me well enough to know how I would react. <laughs> That's perfect, right? He, he, just, he just said, it. <laughs> you spend any kind of time with me, come to one of my events or whatever, you'll find that I am way too transparent on stage. I share way too much information. And if I do something stupid, we're going to make fun of it for a while. Cause I think it's hilarious, like self-deprecation. Like, so, mm. But Sammy, Sammy had no idea. So I, I like, I was looking for an honest answer. Like, what do you guys think? And he was like, dude, dumbest idea I've ever heard. I'm like, okay. So, so I think, I think, I think I text back. <laughs> okay. So don't do it. Question mark. <laughs> it was my, 
<laughs> we should actually roll back to that Facebook message. Like it might take a long and time to like to, to and, swipe and see what and see what it was. It, yeah, screen cap it. And and then the other thing <laughs> yeah. was is that I did share my honest recommendation of what he should do. So I, uh-huh. you know, like, because there's some people they complain and they offer no solutions, right? They bring negativity right. without bringing anything else. And I, I think what Gary has moved into in the past two and a half, three years since that conversation, I think, you know, he, he's done the, you know, he's, he's moved into that and, you know, COVID and different things, you know, kind of forced his decision in some ways, but Gary became the brand. Gary became, you know, who he was supposed to be. Hey guys, I really hope that you are enjoying this episode of the People You Should Know podcast. We want to just take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors, Empowered Creative. In a world where there is so much competition online, being able to connect with your visitors has never been more important. Empowered Creative is very passionate about empowering businesses by creating conversion-based websites that connect with visitors. With their SEO strategy, they help people find your business. With their websites, they take people on a journey to connect with your products And with their online video marketing, they create a positive reputation that puts your business over the top. So if you know a small business that's looking to stand above the competition, tell them it's time to be stronger and more confident. Tell them it's time to be empowered. You can visit Empowered Creative to find out more information at empoweredcreative.co. Now let's get back to today's interview. So I, I love that that was the, your guys' first interaction. It's what's really interesting about all of that is that I'm like this insufferable optimist. I've referred to myself that way many times. And Danny is actually one of the first people that was exactly that truth teller for me. And I had no idea how to handle him when I first met him. I was just kind of <laughs> like, who is this joker? He just constantly is like, like, like bursting my bubbles and, and shooting holes and things and 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 the 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 worst part about it was that he was always bright and that was the part that drove me nuts the most i can handle people that shoot holes and things and i can prove them wrong but when he was right i had to figure out what to do with them but (laughs) all these years later truly one of my best friends and so it's it is really very valuable to find that person who's willing to tell you the truth at the risk of you know, discomfort in the relationship for sure. So today we're, we're going to be, you know, kind of transitioning into the journey of acts, but I wanted to start with this whole idea of just really your, your own personal journeys with cryptocurrency, because, you know, I think it's important for people to understand how it is that you came to be where you are as co-founders of a token project. But before that, Gary, what was your first experience with crypto or really even understanding that? you know, that whole world of digital currencies. I'm involved in a project in Africa, Zambia, Africa, a copper mine. And a gentleman at the time who used to be involved in that project, agreements and falling out, but at the, but it doesn't detract from the fact that he's a genius in, in his field. And so my genius of, of helping you unplug wires, getting you unstuck and moving in a direction was not his. And, and he said, hey, we're going to do cryptocurrency. This is like 2015. I don't know what cryptocurrency is. He's like, we're going to wrap in the copper mine. I'm like, I have no idea what he's talking about. I'm just, I'm just trusting him. He's like, and he's talking about Bitcoin. He's talking, you know, he's talking other stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what it is, but if that's the direction we're going, I'm willing to learn. And so we, we start out that direction with like, how does that, you know, is there a way to take a physical asset 
and turn it into something. And, and that starts us on a journey that for me abruptly ends because him and I part ways. And now mm -hmm. I have this taste of what he's talking about and no idea what to do with it now. So I'm checking different sources. I'm doing stuff. Sammy and I meet in the meantime, and I'm still with the other partners on the mine. I'm like, we're calling people. We're doing stuff. I hop on a call with a guy and he starts talking astronomical numbers for like 600 grand exploration, 1.2 million to get started. Probably going to need another 1.2 million in advertising. So it was like, if I want to gamble two, three million bucks with him, we could do something. <laughs> I'm like, dude, <laughs> what are you smoking, bro? We ain't, we ain't like going on a, we're not testing stuff. Like, you know, it, was, it sounds like you're guessing at things. And so I told Sammy, Hey, I, I'm coming up dry all the way around. And this other guy that I found just throwing out crazy numbers. And I was almost to the point where I was going to be like, I, I, I don't, I don't see a way to make it work. I think, I think I'm, you know, about ready to just like throw my hands up. And, and, and that's that, kind of, that was... I guess, like my side of where it comes in. Like, so, mm -hmm. you know, I'm Asian, I'm frugal, nice way to say it, but you know, I'm cheap. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. All right. We're just going to call it what it is. Everybody who's Asian, who's listening, don't be insulted. Just fist bump me virtually and know like <laughs> if there's a way for me to find a value a way mm -hmm. to do it cheaper better and faster and like i want to know because all those discounts and savings go into our pocket right so during there was this month where gary was out of town his son was getting married he was pretty much out of pocket we weren't really doing much business related wise and during that month I like just start gobbling up all this information and I find two different companies that are willing to build the crypto, build the contracts, do everything we need. And based on his original quote, I was like, and by the way, we can do it for like one tenth of that. Wow. So, so mm -hmm. with, with me and Gary, he, it's always been when it comes to money and some deeper financial things, I may not know, but I know I'm in business relationship with someone who definitely knows. And that's Gary. And then on Gary's side, when someone asks him something and it moves into the technological world, he's like, I personally don't know, but I'm in business relationship with this guy who, when it comes to tech and finding things out, he's the guy that will figure it out. Right. So it's just this good, good balance. And so I get to the point where, you know, his son's wedding's over. I'm up in Sacramento and he's like, look, we can't talk about this stuff before the wedding. Cause my wife will flip out and kill everybody. <laughs> right. and right. she, she is, you know, the mother of the groom. That's like this, what this wedding needs to be perfect. And it was great. All it's in my backyard. Over. We're having it at my house. It's in the backyard. So, yeah. right. So. Yeah, yeah. So, me, so me and my wife and my kids all get volunteered to assist with different aspects of the wedding. And it's totally fine because we love hospitality. Then Sunday after the wedding, the dust settles. And I'm like, you're not going to believe this. But those prices you were quoted, I've slashed them. We have a plan. And that's when it, when I laid it out. On the financial side, Gary could see things plugging in. On the technological side, I could, we were able to lay out the plan. And starting at the end of October of 2021, we started yeah. figuring stuff out. And things continued to move into place. But it was, I'm not sure. I'll go look. Hey, I'll go. you go research over here and do your exploration and tell me what you see. And, and that's really where we came about. So. 
yeah, I love I love hearing that story. I think it's it's so incredible how well you guys fit together in your in your giftings and stuff like that. And we'll probably talk a little bit more about just the nature of who you are, especially when it came to the networking aspect of this project, which is one of our primary themes that we talk a lot about here on this podcast is just the importance and the value of networking in business. But before we even get to that point, guys, what in the heck is a cryptocurrency? Sammy, why don't you go ahead and take that question and help yeah. our help our listeners to understand what in the world we're even talking about today. Okay, so cryptocurrency is essentially a token that you issue, right? It, imagine if you, you wrote, you know, hey, kids, this is a, a token for a, a ride to school. You're going to want to hold on to that because that is valuable in our household, right? Cryptocurrency is essentially a medium of transfer that has an agreed upon value. So we start with the definition there. That's what currency mm -hmm. is. It could be frequent flyer miles. It could be IOUs with family members. It could be monopoly money if you have a really heated game going on, right? But then cryptocurrency is not physical money like cash or coins, but it is digital and it's accepted in the digital world and it has an agreed upon value based on what the the real world is willing to exchange with you for that. So so cryptocurrency can be created by a lot of different entities. We have fiat currency, which is issued by governments, but in the euro is not just issued by one government, but it's a conglomeration. So currency, you know, so that hopefully that breaks it down a little bit better, but it is a token that has an agreed upon value and that agreed upon value based on what the marketplace is willing to give you is what you're able to trade or use it for transactions. I think that's a great definition and really breaks it down pretty brilliantly because Dave and I have actually talked about this before when you guys were at the click funnels event, we were talking a little bit about what was happening there. And just like the mystery that surrounds cryptocurrency. And we kind of were like thinking back to, and we think, you know, because one of the most well-known cryptos obviously is Bitcoin and there's still the mystery, right? That shrouds it as to who created it, that all crypto has now kind of become just like very mysterious thing. Yeah. So it's yeah. become, it's become very like hard to define for a lot of people. So I think that's a great definition that really helps to break it down. Yeah. <clears throat> and the word crypto, you know, hey, hey Hey, how's it going with that girl that you're dating? Oh, it's a very cryptic relationship. That's not good for you. That means you're probably, <laughs> like, you, you know, you're in the friend zone or it's just not working out, right? Right. But when we think about cryptocurrency, the root crypto doesn't mean mysterious. Crypto has to do with the encoding and security of the control of your wallet and the encoding and security of transactions. And what that means is like, on different networks, there's up to 20 to 30 independent servers around the globe that all have the same synced version of a ledger, right? So let's say it's like, I owe Gary $10 and David writes down, Sammy owes Gary $10. And then Danny mm -hmm. writes down, Sammy owes Gary $10. But on my ledger, it says, I owe Gary $1. There's two versions of the ledger that are in sync and my version is incorrect. Then that transaction fails. 
Mm. Right. So cryptocurrency is all about decentralized servers that are not controlled by one person or one community that have the same version of a transactional ledger. And in that ledger, it says, I'm holding 100 tokens. And all other 21 need to say, Sammy is, Sammy's wallet address is holding, you know, 100 tokens. And when they're all in sync is only when the transaction goes through. So with cryptocurrency, it's more talking about the security and control of what you have and also the security and control of transactions in between wallet addresses. And all of that is with, with secure or cryptography. So that's, oh, what, that's really that basis of the word cryptos. And so, so it doesn't mean the founders need to be anonymous people. That's not what cryptocurrency means, or it doesn't mean that like nobody knows when the bottom's gonna fall out. So like there's gonna be a rug pull or something like that. Cryptocurrency, it, in its nature, is about the, the the digitization of the info and the security of it. So that's a no, that's a great definition. And for anybody that is listening and has kind of been wondering about some of the like technical details of it, Sammy Davis told me multiple times you are just a great resource, and I I know now because you're you're doing a great job of actually like teaching on that topic and explaining and breaking it down in ways that you're, you're not used to hearing. I mean, all, all you ever hear is kind of the, the confusing part of crypto. So I really appreciate that. I want to kind of transition for this next part and talk about you guys have recently been recognized by ClickFunnels and you guys have won an award called the Two Comma Club Award. And so in our last podcast episode, Dave was actually in Orlando. You guys were receiving that award and he kind of talked a little bit about you know how what it meant to him but i really just wanted to hear from both of you and gary we'll start with you what it meant to be recognized by click funnel and, and to win that two comma club award oh it, it was i mean just amazing is the word that's coming to mind right now but i i would joke with the team and i'd be like i want to be great like elvis without the tassel so we got to get that gold record <laughs> and so, you know, I, I knew some people who had it, you know, personally, and you see, you know, like I see a buddy write a book, I wrote a book, I see somebody who's got this two comma club and start, start talking to the team. And I'm like, what is this? Cause I'm not the tech guy. What is this all about? Can we, can we read what we're supposed to do in order to get it? And then just go out and do that. I mean, you know, I mean, that's just how my brain works. Can we just, can we just go out and, and do that? And so I would say that we started the community, the movement and everything we were going to do it anyway. And then, and then, and then we, we found that this just the synergy with it, the recognition with it, the like-minded people who were there, the amazing folks we met while we were, while we were there, the being on stage, you know, just the, just the whole thing was just, you know, I, it, it's a little addicting. We're already planning a next year award and, and reverse engineering into that one. So <laughs> Yeah, so so it's definitely one of those opportunity of a lifetime things. If you know if you can yep. get to do it, you know, as Ferris Bueller says, I highly recommend it. Yeah, absolutely. And Sammy, guess, Sammy, what, what does the award mean to you? Well, the well, the award meant to us is that we were going two commas means that you raise over a million dollars in gross revenue, right? Yes, and and the coolest part is that we did it without a dollar of cold advertising. It was all friends and family and referrals. And that was really the confirming part. It's like, 
me and Gary think this is a good idea. And then we <laughs> add Greg Dunn. Hey, the three of us think this is a good idea. And then we add Janine. And then we add Dave Farwell. And, and, and we start to be like, well, us six or seven or eight people think this is a good idea. You know, and then we, we push out into the unknown. And we, we structure the offer and the value in a way that people are like, yeah, this is a great idea. Take my money. Right. And as you know, the, the legitimacy of what it is, is that essentially over a million dollars worth of people have said, we trust you to do this here, steward these funds and now go mm -hmm. and build Axe token and make it valuable. We trust you. And that was really the cool part. It, you know, like some people could be pathological and lie to people in the face and go raise a million dollars. Or mm -hmm. you can do what you're supposed to do as a business person and, you know, struggle your way through it. You know, it wasn't from zero to a million in like three days. It right. took nine months for us to figure out different plateaus and, and places where it's like, hey, we need to refine this. And that's really what it was. So when we actually got the award, it was confirming, confirming that, <coughs> excuse yeah. me, that, that we could, first of all, build millions of dollars worth of value with what we were doing and that, you know, we as professionals are valuable, but as a team, we are even more valuable. So you guys have 1.2 K followers on Facebook and, and Dave, I know that you are, you are the marketing, <coughs> the marketing guy when it comes to Axe token. So feel free to, for you to even jump in here, but, I just wanted to talk a little bit about some of the strategies that you've used to build this online community around Axe Token. It goes to the heart of what we're doing. There's a point in time where I'm tra I'm traveling, I'm gone half the year, and I'm teaching real estate. And, and, and I told Sammy, you know, kind of jokingly, I'm like, dude, if I'm the number one trainer, boots on the ground guy for the number one company, I think it makes me number one in the nation. And, and honestly, you want to know what I do even better than that? is is help because i was a for i'm a former over helper i used to way over help in the past i'm like I, I i do better at the knock it off stuff at the getting you out of your own way i'm like what if we just pivot what if we just leave the real estate world where it is and we pivot to the give back and and and, and so sammy and i start with the you know it's part of our part of the dna of axe token is we want to give back gotcha. but then it, it just becomes you got to have the right heart to be on the team we got to put people above profit. We got to make sure that that we're given more than we're taking. We got to make sure that it's a win-win-win. Sammy knows David. I don't know him. He introduces David and I. We chat, and I think that first meeting David and I had, we were just both on the same side of let me check the other person's heart, and, and let yeah. me and let me see if this you know if, if it's a if it's a good fit. And so even before David gets into the marketing or some of the ideas from the very beginning, it's. The community has got to come first. The access has got to come first. We have some stuff that we can share that was perfected, you know, over 14 years of me training on the road. You came for real estate training, but I'd have to spend the first part of the training unplugging wires and getting you out of your own way so we can talk the same language. And then when we were talking the same language, we could go make some money together. And I was like, you know, what if we just have that tribe for ourselves? We bring you in, we unplug your wires, we get you doing better than you ever have before, and then we can all go do greater things together. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's it's amazing too when when you take away all the noise and all the stuff that can get attached to advertising. And you know, there is definitely a very distinct 
difference between advertising and marketing that you know people really need to make sure to understand. But when when you market yourself with honesty integrity when you don't try to be something that you're not but you just present yourself honestly and you present wisdom wisdom is incredibly attractive generosity is incredibly attractive and so when you're putting yourself out there and you're leading with these principles as the foundation of what we're doing then what we found is that it was really easy for us to find the people that agreed with us because now it's not so much that we're just trying to attract anybody. It was really important to, at the early stages of this project to attract not just anyone, but the right people who could really get behind this project and so and to get behind it in the right way. So our marketing and the fact that it was organic, the fact that, that we saw the results that we did without spending a single dollar in advertising right. just proves right. that there are a lot of people in this world, and we believe that there are millions more who truly believe in getting behind a project that is based in wisdom, that has generosity at its foundation, and is there to help them build for the long term, not just get rich quick. And so we we you know, we talk about this amazing this amazing accomplishment of of getting to this certain level with no advertising dollars, but Quite honestly, I want to make a shirt that just says not surprised because I, right. I really believe as we went through this process, we're, we're just discovering that people people love to rally behind truly good idea. And I think that at the end of the day, that's what made our marketing initially so easy. And, and it's going to continue to be a lot of fun as we continue to see people come into this project as we move forward. You know, in terms of you got to build an offer and you have to make it like so good that people would be fools not to take the offer, right? And if that's the case, then why are there still people who say no? And, you know, Gary, (laughs) like in the past, you know, three years, Gary has, you know, really, I've been one of the primary recipients of the Axe Token training before it went into our learning modules because Gary was training me. And as I was working as a salesperson, you know, Gary and I really went through and, you know, refined what, what it is, right? And what I would say is you have your offer here and then you have, and you describe the place where your potential client is. And you say, you're here suffering. You're Mm -hmm. here kind of sucking at life or whatever that is. And over here is where I can take you. One, I'm going to make this new destination really attractive. Yet between you and me is this bridge. Now, I don't know about you, but if you are afraid of heights and you try to walk across a bridge, it's not that easy. Your, your stomach drops, you know, like <laughs> you don't feel good, right? right? And then when you're crossing that bridge, there's alligators in the water that are trying to jump up and snatch you before you make it to the other side. You as a business owner, you as an offer builder, you as a salesperson, number one, has to make the bridge as wide as possible, as safe as possible. And your second responsibility is to take out your elephant gun and shoot all the alligators in the water. And if you can accomplish those two things, then you have an offer that can do millions and millions of dollars. 
Now, over the course of us figuring out how to do that and fashion the offer is when we really believe that we created a very wide road and we understood all the things that brought fear to our potential clients and then build the, you know, the things that kill that fear for as much as possible. Again, there's still some people who have said no. There's still some people who are not coming into the offer just yet. But for you know, over a million dollars worth of people, we have accomplished that. And if you think about yourself in sales or yourself in communication with someone else, persuading them that them coming across the decision bridge to come to community on this side, and then you have to take out all the fear. And if you can build an offer like that, then more and more people will come across that bridge to you. You know, and, and when I understood that and when I, you know, and whenever we came back and tried to figure out what's the best way to fashion the offer, and I always use that, you know, the bridge, the alligators in the water and where you are and where I am, can I make this side better? If you can build anything in your business to that level of simplicity, then you will have a lot of people who, who make that decision to join you. So, I, you know, obviously there's, there's a lot of great things about the community that's been built for this project and, 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 and where this project is headed. But I would love for you both to just take a minute and, and really talk about the distinctives of our project. What exactly sets us apart from other cryptocurrencies? What are the things that you're most excited about? And what should people know if they want to get involved with this project? So... The thing I'm most excited about with Axe Token is the giving back aspect of uh, widows, orphans, and survivors of abuse. But I got a big heart for helping people, and, and and we've been doing stuff like that behind the scenes. You know, not telling folk what we're doing for for a long time. And in that same in that same facet of what I call a three of my favorite, there's from the book of Proverbs: "Give, help, sell." Proverbs eleven twenty four, twenty five, twenty six. I model myself to because it says if you give more will be given to you if you help somebody somebody else will help you and if you don't take your grain to market sell it the marketplace will curse you so in my brain i'm always balanced about how do we help folk how do we give without overgiving, without over helping without stifling them and what is a proper offer look like and so in the in the crypto world and token world and nft world we're building a game we're doing different stuff but but my my wheelhouse my expertise is in you know the fiat currency side and the and the people and the training and the how to and how to unplug you so i love the fact that we can take information the information we're given now through our mastermind through our legacy offer through axe token is formally something that you would get a front end mailer you would see the wealth expo or grant cardone 10x real estate, and then you would pay a substantial amount of money, and then I'd come out and train you. And now, we, and now we've been able to take that value and deliver it at a, at a much smaller entry point to let people get a taste for what's going on and start to change their lives. While that's happening, Sammy's got a whole line of crypto training and walking us through for those of us who are not tech friendly like if it's tech around the office and whatever we're doing we just we don't even make gary we don't even let him have access to it because <laughs> we don't want me to hit the wrong button and go i don't i don't know where i sent it so so axe token is is about giving back 
and it and it's more so than just the acts of kindness just the whole thing behind it we we can we can we can give to those who we can but we can we can help the folk at large and and our helping lines up with what we're selling and and so for us i don't want to say it was easy because easy is a terrible word but it was simple for this two comma club that we hit, we, we, by the time we figured out what we were doing and got the award, I think we nearly doubled what the entry point was, mm-hmm. but it was a very simple of, this is what we're doing. These are the things we're doing. And if you're interested, hop on board. If you're not take it and pray, thank do whatever you do, but I don't want you jumping in now and being, and being upset tomorrow because I'd like to walk maybe the next 10 years with you and be friends with you. And so from that sharing an opportunity and, and telling folks what it is, that is all built into to what we're doing, but it, with Axe token and the metaverse and the new technology that's coming, we can we can offer bigger, better, faster at lightning speed. And so, so some of the tech side that Sammy's going to talk about still blows me away. I'm like, I'm just happy to be here. I'm just happy to be here to be able to take my stuff <laughs> and, and and match it up with what we're doing and and, and keep moving forward. So one of the coolest statistics about cryptocurrency, and it t- speaks to our potential community, is that 12 to 18% of adults hold cryptocurrency. That's it. That means, you know, 82 to 88, 82 to 80% of the general population doesn't ha- have any cryptocurrency. And the, and the cryptos and the companies that are able to bring more dollars in are the ones that are going to increase in their growth. So, you know, that's the thing. People don't know the founders. They don't know what the cryptocurrency is about. They don't even know what cryptocurrency is. It, that is our marketing puzzle that as we continue to figure it out, we're the ones that are going to bring billions of dollars into cryptocurrency. And if they stay more loyal to us, because the way that we're training, the way that we're building the community, then those are our those are our people, right? And and you know, in you know, people who buy cryptocurrency aren't just people who buy like a share of Apple. People who become a part of your cryptocurrency become a part of your community. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely yeah. believe, you know, that then you build a lot of loyalty around that as long as you honor that loyalty. As long as you honor what the community wants. And with the way that cryptocurrency is built, we really have an opportunity to do that and present it and be open and up, honest and above board with it so that people can see it. And then they can share with their friends. Right? We have a very simple marketing conversation that we try to encourage other people. Are you interested in cryptocurrency? Yes or no? If they say yes, and you say, you got 500 bucks. Yeah, I can swing that. Are you interested in, you know, well, I've gotten involved in a cryptocurrency. Are you interested in more information? Three simple questions, right? If they're not a yes to the first two, totally okay. But if they're a yes to one and two, then introduce them to the Axe token. And then we just wanted to make it that simple. You know, like I talked to somebody about cryptocurrency and all of a sudden they go down this rabbit hole about anonymous and like, you know, like you know, all of a sudden they're, they're like, I'm not wearing that tinfoil hat that, you know, like start talking about conspiracy theories. That's not the type of people that we're interested in. We're talking about people 
who see that there has to be alternatives to local U.S. dollars. There has to be alternatives because, unfortunately, it does not feel like the local governments are doing the right things for John Q. Public. Mm. And if they're not getting that kind of financial service and help locally, then cryptocurrency can be a financial haven for them and a place that they can put their dollars and trust. The People You Should Know podcast is sponsored by Axe Token. Axe is a brand new cryptocurrency and NFT built upon principles that are truly unprecedented in today's financial market. Axe is here to help you build legacy and generational wealth while also performing acts of kindness that change the lives of orphans, widows, and survivors of abuse. To visit them and learn more, visit www.axetoken.com. Yeah, wow, that's that's really, really good. And I think it really lends itself very well to this idea that we talk a, a lot about here on this podcast about networking. I know that at the the you know the forefront of this project, we we've really seen a lot of results. We've we've encouraged our investors to be very involved with referring people to networking with others. What what role would you say that networking has had on this project? And and who are some of the people that that we've connected with or that you've connected with along the way that have really have had an impact on this project? Well, the first thing is shared trust. You know, someone texts me, hey, I'm going to be in New York City. I need a recommendation for like a really good Korean barbecue. They know that whatever address I send them to, there's no doubt that I'm sending them to a great place. There's an immediate implied or shared trust. And with networking, when you're in the right type of network and there's a level of consistency, then that shared trust is borrowed and it speeds the conversion to bringing them into the community. You know, so, th so that is the first part about networking that I think is super important. The second thing is I, in my personal network of about 250 people, I don't have that resource. Let me throw the question out there to my network and they go, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I got somebody. I got, I got an expert who does that. You got to talk to my guy, right? And that is the beauty of networking is that, you know, in, in networking, you say your, you know, net worth is your network, right? And then that's where maybe it's the other way around. It's so important to know, like, well, I don't know someone, but I know someone who does and I trust them. Do you want an introduction? You know, that was something that was really important to be like, you know, well, do you need help? Yeah, can I pass your phone number along? Well, I don't really like people calling. Well, then you don't really need help versus I'm in deep trouble. I need help. Yes, pass their number along and give them permission to call me ASAP. There's a different way that conversation goes. And I like being around people that are a little bit forceful about going, you need to call Sammy, man. You know, or you need to call Gary. You're, you're, you know, your taxes are a mess. That's the type of recommendation that you want not just oh yeah give me their business card and that business card goes in their back pocket and, and they never pick up the phone well they obviously didn't need help we're looking for people that recognize the need to want to do something and they and they want to grow that's good and so i think you know, as we look you guys were talking about our offer and how we went through multiple stages of our offer really getting to the place where we had this offer that really was a no-brainer for people and you know, what's really great about that is that that came out of our community. 
they came mm-hmm. out of the network of people that we've connected with. Yeah. You always have to look at your potential client base and figure out what they want or what does the marketplace want, right? When you look at any business that came out of nowhere and exploded, whether it's Uber, why did Uber and car share get, get so, become so valuable? Well, because trying to find a taxi in a city is an absolute nightmare. The marketplace <laughs> yeah. is asking for something better, right? Why did Airbnb grow into such a big business is because people are like, I want to go to Orlando. I don't really want a hotel. I'd love to rent a house, but I don't want to go through a realtor or something like that. And all of a sudden, this business, like the marketplace is asking for something. And then the businesses are deciding, can we serve you in the right way? And whenever we think about the offer that was created for Axe Token, it met the needs of what our people were looking for. And it was tailored to them, you know, in a way that they're like, man, this is exactly what I need. You know, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And for you as a, you know, and then the technology finally comes to a place where the technology can, can meet that. So, you know, with cryptocurrency, the speed of transactions, what we're doing, finally, cryptocurrency allows us to serve the financial needs of what our, our current, you know, community is asking for and hopefully our, our future community. Yeah, that's really good. And, and, and that's really what it comes down to, right? What I was looking for when we were talking about this is really just the beauty of the fact that when you listen to the community that, that's already around you, and you figure out the right way, the best way to to make an offer for then really great results come out of that. Results that we we might not ever have considered with our project as a whole, things that we would have never even you know discussed came to us because of of valuing the community that we built around us, which has been just incredibly powerful for this project overall. That, yeah, that, I think that's that's important. I know there's a lot of a lot of there's a lot of energy and a big push right now around developing online communities, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to ask that question. Because you know that there are people that are trying to develop online communities that aren't successful, but then there are people who don't even try to create an online community, right? And it just happens. Like it's it literally is like all of a sudden they have a, a large group of people. So thanks for taking a couple of seconds and and just sharing some of your thought process into developing a community. One final question on the, on the networking side of things I wanted to ask, and we ask this in every single episode, but I wanted to just ask who some of the most important people that you connected with early on. So maybe some people that you can think of, like if I, if we didn't connect with this person, maybe this project isn't where it is today. And obviously Gary and Sammy, you're not allowed to mention each other because we, we definitely understand that if you guys wouldn't have met, this wouldn't have happened, but like maybe outside of your core team, who are some people that really helped to propel this project forward and, and really maybe helped to deliver the encouragement you needed right at the moment you needed it, or maybe it was like, Hey, I think I can help you with this. Well, I think it's, it is important for us to acknowledge that one of our early core team members, Janine, who's based in South Africa, is super strategic in you know, the consultation that she gave us, the direction that she gave us, literally, like sometimes it will be almost as if you were driving a car blindfolded and she's like, turn left, like right now, turn left, <laughs> right? Like remember that, that movie Sneakers where the blind guy's driving like the, the SWAT van, 
right? And in that, you know, so, and I would say that it is super important that if you are on a team that you need to have people that are looking further ahead, that are looking to the left and right, because, I mean, Janine, you know, you know, gave us so many different things and, and had sight into things that was so valuable. So, you know, that that's one of the, for, for me personally, one of the key people that came along. And then the second group of people is really just people who are like, this project is awesome. I believe in it. And I want to, int- I want to introduce this to my friends and family. And it wasn't just like two or three people. It's like 10, 15, 20 people that came on board through that person. And they essentially became like an evangelist for it. Because they're like, I found something awesome and I would really hate for you to miss it. Can you please take some time and listen to these guys? You know, and, you know, we, we have we have a huge pocket of people in out in New York, PA, and then we have some really excited people in Illinois and Florida and different parts like that. And we, we, we look at those people to be the ones that will help us, you know, break into new countries like Australia and New Zealand and the Philippines, South Korea, you know, Europe and different places like that across the planet mm-hmm. that are like, I love what you're doing. I believe in it. How can I get involved? And they don't need to come to us and say, I know all these people. You should like work with me. They're just like, how can I help? And it's that, you know, it's the right heart. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our project, one of our core values has always been like right people in and wrong people out. And we've seen that come across in so many ways. So some people like, you know, like I used when I ran a restaurant, someone would be like, don't you know who I am? I'm like, no. Well, I'm so-and-so Yelp Elite. (laughs) I'm like, oh, well, I'm sorry. I didn't recognize who you were. But it it was like, (laughs) if you are somebody, people will discover that about you. You don't need to say it, you know, and and that's how our project has grown. That's how our project has grown so much. Well, one of the one of the the big things that I love about Axe Token and is the is 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 one of the values really that you guys have put into, and that's generosity, right? And Gary touched on that a little bit earlier. So uh, I just kind of want to preface this, right? I'm I'm kind of a younger business owner. I've been doing this since 2019, and one of the things that's taken me just a little bit of time is to is to understand how my values inform the work that I do. Not that values weren't, but how to like write that down and really just give that maybe to somebody I'm hiring and saying, this is who my company is. This is who, this is what this company represents. And this informs like what's going to happen in this company, how we treat our clients, how we're going to do work. So for you guys, one of your values is generosity. You guys have developed, you guys have developed this algorithm that basically says no matter what 10% of our transaction fees are going to go to acts of kindness. And so I just wanted to ask, I'll start with you, Gary. Why was it so important to develop a culture of generosity into Axe Token? Before Axe Token came along, it's just, that's the world that I live in. I, I, I'm, I'm tied into the church. I, I have a nonprofit. We're doing other things and, and we're helping people. And so if we were going to do anything big and do anything great, it's got to have a component component of, of giving in a, in a hand up, not a handout kind of way, empowering people and helping them lead by example. And then, and then show, and, and like in, in my brain, it's just like a natural progression of, of what you're doing you start up you start making some money you're you're doing well 
it's this is a time when you start helping others this is a time when you like you know i i'm going to be 51 and i'm hoping people will come into acts who are a lot younger than me take what i've learned in my life stand on my shoulders and go further and accomplish more than i ever have by the time that they're my age because that's the way it's supposed to go and since mm -hmm. and so the father's heart in me wants to make sure that part of that just is is just you're looking out for the next person you know just i mean simple things from from if i go for a walk with the family and there's trash in the neighborhood i'll pick it up it's not my trash it's my right. neighborhood though you know, all, all, all the way to, you know, who, who can we help and, you know, and can we sponsor kids for school clothes and, and can we, you know, do backpack programs and can we do, you know, behind the scenes stuff too. And sometimes people go through some rough things and the, and the people who go through, through rough things need somebody to help them w without really talking about it. You know, we do that too. So it, it's just, you know, I really, I wasn't going to do it if it wasn't, if it wasn't paramount forefront. How about you, Sammy? Well, ever since I was little in our, in our house, um, you know, setting aside 10% of your income was what you did. And, and there was, you know, it was like not the legalistic part of doing it, but the truth of the equation that it's like, it's almost like you can't give it away fast enough because your business is going to abundantly receive that in return when you do it with the right heart. And that's what I found. So when we, when we did this project and we understood about tokenomics, that we could set aside a smart contract that takes 10% of what's happening and immediately put it into a wallet that is set aside for widows, orphans, and survivors of abuse, I was like, this is fantastic. You know, and it isn't like some, you know, fake foundation that some celebrity sets up so that they can employ like all their friends and family and they can funnel right. all their expenses through, you know, because... You know, everybody loves to celebrate when, like, a, you know, multi-million, like, million-dollar, like, sports athlete writes a check for $5,000. But that's like me putting, like, two quarters in the Salvation Army <laughs> exactly. based on the income. That doesn't make sense. It, and, and it felt so fake. So, you know, acts of kindness for people, you know, again, you know, one of our strategic advisors, Craig Ferris, said you should – it should be for widows, orphans, and survivors of abuse. And then I'm like, well, it's not just orphans in an orphanage. It's someone who's been left behind. And then I'm like, well, that's a lot of people. And we were able to broaden that definition. And then like survivors of abuse. Well, you know what? I've been abused, you know, in my own way. Other people have been abused in their own way. Mm -hmm. And they need someone to understand their struggle and not go, well, I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. Why, sh why can't you? That attitude doesn't work. Now we want to encourage them to 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 you know to be inspired to grow, right? Right. Again, we don't want to be like this large organization that comes to like an impoverished area and there's a lot of fanfare and it's like, look at us giving away this money and stuff like. That's not our acts of kindness. Our acts of kindness is about helping people gain self-esteem. You know, teaching people how to fish, and maybe the acts of kindness is giving them a better fishing pole giving them a better boat so that they can continuously be empowered to grow themselves. And, and so, you know, that's such an important part. It's a key part of who we are so that we just don't become like a bunch of like weird selfish idiots that just make a ton of money with cryptocurrency. That makes no sense at all. And that's not who we are. We care so much, you know, that 
the acts of kindness and you know everything around that is acts of kindness 365 there's no off switch we don't just do it on christmas and do it on thanksgiving mm -hmm. and you know but the rest of the year we're like doing it all for ourselves it's 365 and that's such an important part of who we are again for me and gary it's like this is written into our contracts we can't turn it off and we won't turn it off so that's yeah that that's amazing i wanted to ask either one of you gary or sammy can you just tell us, can you tell a story about how the acts of kindness has impacted somebody like even just as you guys are maybe in your infancy, as far as growing the token, but how it has impacted somebody or a story maybe that you've heard about somebody who's been impacted by your guys' generosity. I, I mean, I got kind of a deep story. I don't think we're going to go with that one. <laughs> we got, <laughs> we, we got a, we got a behind the scenes survivor of abuse story that we're trying to help. I, I, I would say that there's sometimes in life where things happen to you that are beyond your control mm -hmm. and you just you need a safe harbor and you need and you need you know a little extra backing and so you know we're dealing with a situation right now i mean i can't get too many details on it but right. somebody went through some stuff that's pretty traumatic and and in my personal family we, we have we, we have an experience of what they're going through and we can use our wisdom, guidance, and knowledge, and some of acts of kindness funding to help make that transition for what they need to do simpler and 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 easier. It it doesn't erase what happened. It's still a long road ahead of you, but it's just nice to know more of a, we can stand next to you, arm around you. I got you, and we can walk you. We can walk you through this. If if somebody wanted to either donate to Acts of Kindness, is there another avenue that they can do it beyond <clears throat> buying an Axe token? Beyond buying the Axe token, I, I so if it's in your heart to do it, you probably already have somebody you want to help. And 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 if it's outside of buying Axe token, I would say pay it forward from where you're at. Like one of okay. the things you know, Acts of Kindness is all about. We're going to help folk, but we want to we want to empower those people to help other people. Mm -hmm. and, and so not really set up for us to take donations. I mean, if you're going to donate, it would, you're going to buy a token and we're going to put it Perfect. through the normal process and do. If you want to do it outside of that, I, you know, your local, you know, Compassion for Children, a Convoy of Hope or somebody who's already set up, you know, as such and, and does it. But, you know, really in a pay, pay it forward kind of way. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it's about just starting where you are locally, you know. Hop in the car and go to an area where there's bus stops and there's people. You know, again, mm -hmm. like this isn't for you to get brownie points to make yourself feel better. Right. This is about right. you giving someone else a hand up. Again, not a hand out, but a hand up. And you know what? Sometimes, you know, you might actually have to be okay with just giving cash to someone, knowing uh -huh. that they might do the exactly the thing that you don't want them to do. But if that somehow eases the pressure off that person and that person decides not to take their life that night, well, guess what? It served its purpose. It may not, I mean, if you're the type of person, go buy some gift cards for food places and just give out the gift cards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But but in some times, you're standing in a position, you're telling them, you need to come to me if you want this help. Well, guess what? We need to change. You know, and it's such an important thing to do that. You know, and, and, and get to know people and get to know people where they are. Just being aware and just going like, there's so much need out there. 
you know, and and so that's such a big part of it is, you know, eventually we would love to have acts of kindness projects going on around the globe all the time. And sometimes there's an organized Saturday where, you know, in 56 cities, we're going to have an acts of kindness event. And, you know, we, we'd love, we'd love to see that, but it doesn't need to be that public. It just needs, but, the, but the acts of kindness need to go on. It's, it's intentional, you know, it's not random. Right. And that's such an important part of what we believe in as well. And if the acts of kindness are new to you, find an organization who's already doing it and, and donate or volunteer with them. You know, no. like as Sam is saying, and I'm listening to it, if we have you go hand out sandwich cards to to folks, that might be a strange encounter for you. But we're we're also teamed up with part part of an organization and like, you know, did a new compassion house for compassion children. And I think there was a, a 40,000 need and I think 90,000 was raised for for that particular thing and then and then through the same group i think we did that we teamed up with twenty five thousand for convoy of hope for what was going on in florida and so you know there's always a good organization out there that you can do something with or you can be a little bit more fanatical like us and and, and hand out the sandwiches and 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 take the deeper walk and 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 go the go the journey and go the path It, it it you know it's 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 all it's all it's all good stuff so Gary and Sammy are, this is our final question here for the interview, but I think it, it may be, well, I'm just going to go out and say probably the most important question that I ask, because I believe that generosity should be a part of every business. But what advice would you give to either like newer entrepreneurs or even older who have never had generosity be a part of their business? What advice would you give to them about the importance of generosity and adding it or making it be a part of what they do. I would say, regardless of your belief system, there's a book in the Bible called Proverbs. It's got 31 chapters and it is wisdom from a super wealthy dude. And and, and just King Solomon had a lot of money and, and he shares his wisdom. And so, you know, one of the cornerstones that I do with Proverbs 24, 25, 20, or 11, 24, 25, and 26 says, if you give, much will be given to you. If you help somebody else, somebody will help you. And so regardless of belief system or, or where you're at, there's this there's this whole synergy in when you give and help others, you get you get rewarded. And if they're a business person with a product who took their product to market and, and the market's happy with it, the marketplace is gonna bless them as well for selling a quality product. And they're gonna get blessing even more for, for giving and helping. But it, you got to get if you're having a hard time with it. It's one of the it's one of the things that Sammy talked about earlier. It's kind of having a orphan spirit and a poverty mindset to money, and 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 so just start with something small so you can build into an abundance mindset, and and you can see that there there's plenty for you to still do what you need to do and help others. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, some practical things. Let's say you you run a business or you run a service. Every tenth client figure out a way to give them more or make it totally free. You know, if you run a retail business, if you take a box of stuff, a dozen of it, you're already accounting for like one or two for shrinkage. Mm -hmm. Well, if you run, set up the economics of your business that you are totally profitable selling everything nine times and one time giving it away, just start to build that into your business. Now, if you're running a business where like, I can't even give one away, it doesn't make sense. Then you got to fix your prices, and you you got to figure out you know 
figure out a way to communicate your value better. And I would say a lot of people who are listening, you probably don't charge enough money. And that's just a reality. And because of the fact that your unwillingness to charge the right amount of money, the marketplace is cursing you. You know, I, I was selling a deal. It was a $5,000 deal. And I did a great sales pitch. The guy was ready. And I said $5,000. And his first words were, that's it. And inside my brain, I was like, oh, crap. I left money on the table. Because <laughs> I, well, I wasn't authorized to charge more than that. But I should have. Right. Because I knew he would have paid 15000 for it. Because it was worth it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, for you as a business owner, you figure out what can I give to the marketplace that's super valuable, that has enough profit built into it, that if I wanted to give away one service every time I sell 10 of these, I could do that. And when you build something like that in, whether you're, you know, it's Bomba socks or Tom's shoes or mission belts or things like that, that's what you do. You don't get involved in a business where it's a race to the bottom and it's a race to zero. Have enough wisdom to take a look at what's available out there. And I encourage you to do that. And if you're in a business where there is just very, there's so much price competition and you're, you're suffering, sometimes you just need to end your suffering and, and move on to something else. And, you know, take your lumps and chalk it up mm-hmm. to a learning experience. And that's okay, too. You know, and you're here, you're listening to this all of a sudden, like, well, that sounds like it's a sign for me to check out. You're not going to die. All right. <laughs> you're going to be okay. You have yeah. your hands and your feet and you have your lips. You can go out and go, go make money again. You can start over. And you've learned something along the way. So that's what I just want to encourage you with that. Well, Sammy, Gary, first of all, the sheer amount of experience and wisdom that you both have gained just from the time you spent in being an entrepreneur, in business, in sales, and also in relationship with each other is very evident all throughout this, this episode. And I just want to thank you both for coming on, for sharing you know, about X-Token, but more so even just sharing about the value of networking, the value of making sure that your offer is correct for the people that you're looking to serve, the value of building the right community, so many incredible nuggets that you've shared along the, the time in this podcast. And we are just very grateful for all that you've shared with our listeners. We wish you continued success in the project and we look forward to having you on in the future. My pleasure. Thank you Absolutely, guys. guys. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for joining us this week on the People You Should Know podcast. A very special thank you to today's guests for sharing their journey with us. If you have been listening to the podcast and have really been enjoying it, would you consider giving our show a five-star rating or leaving a review? If you are on a platform that allows you to do that, leaving us a review will help other people to discover our content and could be the difference in them making the connections they need to unlock their greatest potential. More importantly, we want to hear from our fans and would love your feedback so we know how our show is inspiring you to chase your dreams. Also, if you are not getting email alerts when new episodes are released, be sure to sign up today. You can do that by going to heydoyouknow.com and putting your email right there in the episode alerts box. Once again, thank you for joining the People You Should Know podcast. We hope that today's episode has inspired you to connect with others and unlock your greatness. Thanks for listening to the People You Should Know podcast. Do you know somebody amazing? Do you wish everyone knew about them? We can't wait to hear from you. 
Drop by one of our social pages and send us a message with your nominee to be a featured guest on People You Should Know.